The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Welcome to the HMG PWC Full Gear Post Game Show. I'm your host Jimmy T, and my co-host. He's back as usual. He's bloodshot. He's evil. He's barely even awake, but he's here for ChannelAttitude.com. It is Jeff Lippman. Welcome back to the show. And uh, man, I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself tonight. Man, I, I actually felt. It was much better than I expected it to be. It was better than I expected it to be. I won't say I thoroughly enjoyed myself, but I'm glad I watched the show. Like, you know, but, um, I mean, I would not put it up there. Like, people were saying, oh, they hit a home run. No, they didn't hit a home run, but it was a solid double. Well, it was pretty predictable for the most part. I did get one wrong. I believe you got probably everything right. 
I got oh, two. I got two wrong. I got two wrong. Sorry. Yeah, I and got, you two, got two wrong. wrong. One I blamed Jargo on because he talked me out of Jamie Hayter. Yeah, I, I kind of agree, Jargo. That's on you, bro. That's on you. Yeah, but on me. I should. I should have the strength of my conviction. <laughs> well. <laughs> Like I was saying, man. Well, which ones, which matches did you get wrong anyway? Which ones? I know we both Samoa got Joe, Joe. And right. Okay, all right, and yeah, that's that makes two of us. Um, well, like I said, it was explosive. It was a, uh, it was a fun card. Look, I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty fun, even though it was pretty predictable. I mean, we do have a new AEW World Champion in MJF in the most predictable sense, <laughs> if you know what I mean, yeah. and. Um, We've got a lot of new champions. Well, not a lot, but we've got a couple. A swerve and, uh, of no one. But yeah, we had a few title changes. Listen, Swift. I'll say that. I mean, okay, Forbidden Door, half the matches didn't need to be on that card, and that was way too long. On this one, I would say you could have gotten rid of, like, two out of the three pre-show matches were completely unnecessary. Frankly, because they weren't doing the tournament finals on, on the pay-per-view. They, I mean, they could have done the Starks cage match this week for Dynamite and then made the finals the main event on Dynamite Dynamite the following Wednesday um, you know it made it important or put that on Winter is Coming or whatever or I guess the title shot is Winter is Coming I think they have two Dynamites between now and then anyway or they got to use the Rampage I don't know whatever it is it, it, you know I guess with Thanksgiving and shit but uh, the Kingston match was masturbatory the best friends match was completely unnecessary and you could have put the Sting match on on, on the pre-show. That would have been fine. Oh, yeah, but it's Sting. You don't put him on the pre-show, man. So let's be yeah. honest. I mean, that's a bit of a slap to the face to someone like Sting and uh, even Jarrett, I guess, to a lesser extent. If you know uh, one of the women's match, I would have put Jade and Nyla on the pre-show. And I know that they want to have three women's match on the pay-per-view. So that was like a big thing for them. So they, they sort of couldn't once they announced it. Uh, all right, whatever. It is what it is. It, it, there were less matches that, that didn't need to happen when Forbidden Door, like I said, at least close to half the matches didn't need to happen, and none of the backstage segments were important. This this card had two or three backstage segments that were just not important, but none of them were particularly long. It, you know, it, it's not like... There wasn't that sort of cumulative piling on, so... I mean, I'm pleased. Um, it, it, it still was 7 to 11.30 or, or 11. It was still yeah. five hours, Jeff. Yeah, uh, right. It was, it was <laughs> close to a five-hour show, and that, that's, that's too long. I mean, you know, you know, with a pre-show, I think I can go four hours. You know, three hours, 45 minutes, four hours is fine. But five, too long. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. I totally agree with you. And there was times where I was like, well, I hope I don't fall asleep. But... Once the Elite and their matchup came, you know, was up with uh, the Death Triangle, it was pretty solid all the way through after that. But um, let's get into it, actually, Jeff. Let's, I mean, I guess we'll start with the pre-show matches. Um, let's see. Where do we start? Well, let's go in the first matchup on the pre-show. It was Orange Cassidy, Rocky Romero, Tremperetta, Chuck Taylor, and Danhausen defeating the Factory in QT Martial. Cole Carter, Nick Camarado, Aaron Solo, and Lee Johnson. And dude, <laughs> these, <coughs> excuse me, that match absolutely made me laugh because at the end, Danhausen comes out as the fifth man carrying the jar of teeth and the spike. 
He hits the ring full of violence, lariats, and German suplexes. He cracks Camarado with the jar. Orange punch connects, and he dumps the teeth into Nick's mouth off the ropes, and then they win. But he was doing more than that, dude. He was doing suplexes. I mean, he was clearing house, literally, during that matchup. And it was funny, because we were actually doing Uncaged while we were yeah. talking about that match. And no shit, I was shocked. I was like, wow. Even though I know Dan Housen can wrestle. No, he can wrestle. I mean, but I don't know. They've been treating him as a joke up until now. And right. all of a sudden, he can beat everyone up. Okay, it's the factory. You know, and, and even though Nick Camarado is 290 pounds, we don't care because he's never won anything that we've seen. Um, but this this was silly. Uh, I mean, this match absolutely did not need to be on the pre-show or on the show at all. This could have been a dynamite match. This could have been a rampage match. Could have been, you know, a match, a dark match just for the live crowd to, to get them going. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's not important enough to talk about. The only thing of note is, I mean, is this what we're going to get from Dan Hauser going going forward? Or, or are we to believe that he's a, a real wrestler now, that he's going to be like Hook <laughs> or Orange Cassidy and, and he's going to be booked to win too? Or or is he just going to revert? Like, you know, if, because if he's just going to revert, like they should have done like a Halloween or, or something like that where, you know, on right. Halloween he gets like his superpowers and then the rest of the year he sort of, you know, no but well look silly match he looked mighty impressive and like you just said where do you go now you you can't go backwards now Danhausen has to be taken seriously now after what I saw he looked impressive like I said I'm not gonna lie what he did was great he looked like an absolute pro and it was like wow even though I've seen him wrestle before proper just but the fact that we haven't seen it in AEW, it, it was a shock factor, no doubt. But uh, yeah, nothing really to write home other than that. But yeah, we I move mean, on. I could to argue the next. with you, but I, I don't think this match merits any more discussion. Well, if it means anything, actually, Jeff, uh, Danhausen blasts QT Marshall with a spike, and then we get a five-way babyface hug. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> anyway. We move on to the next match, which is still on the zero hour. It is Brian Cage versus Absolute Ricky Starks for the AW World Championship number one contenders tournament semi-final match. And, uh, you know, this was obvious. Ricky Starks ends up winning by pinfall with a Rochambeau, even though I felt like Ricky Starks, and I'm sure you felt the same way, didn't really look himself during this matchup. I didn't think so. He he looks, he doesn't look 100%, and I'm wondering... What, what was wrong with him while he wasn't cleared because apparently that was real and they delayed it and you know that but he worked pretty hard in the lance harcher match in that he took a lot of offense um and this match he took a lot of offense too and then all of a sudden boom you know boom two moves and he pinned brian cage and which is you know no surprise to anyone but yeah ricky starks doesn't look 100 percent, and that's sort of the problem with him he's almost never 100 percent for a guy who says he's absolute He's like absolute vodka. He's missing the E. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like incomplete. <laughs> He's absolutely incomplete. But uh, okay, uh, you know. The, the, anyway, the, the, at least they did make him work twice tonight. So yeah, this was fine. Was, oh, oh, okay, match. I mean, three years ago, I would have been outraged by you know Ricky Starks being Brian Lance Archer and Brian Cage and two back to back nights. But you know, I, I've you know, I, you know, I've been beaten down. So I, you know, I know what to expect. Well, we get our first comment in the chat by Chris Paul. <laughs> he says, what a garbage show this was. How can someone win an interim championship from another person and still be called interim? 
Yeah, you're right. I mean, I won't go as far as say it was a garbage show, yeah. but you're right about the interim title situation it's in weird. the women's division. Yeah, it is I weird. Mean, listen, I, I think I was the first one to bitch and moan about it. At least the first one that I heard about it because I was the one who said, you know, I get it with Cody, but the, the second time, now, now you're trapped with precedent and, you know, and at least make it that you're pretty sure the person will be back within 30 days. This is garbage, but if you're going to have an interim title, I don't see any reason why you can't win and lose it during the I mean, what's the point of keeping the title alive unless people unless it can switch hands so i mean you know i guess you can treat it sort of as a uh you know number one contenders you know with benefits <laughs> status um but this is God. but uh, who, that, his name is chris chris you uh you took the jargo approach and that was the logic that i bought into which which made me go from 12 out of 13 to 11 out of 13 so screw you too <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to chris paul because he's you know he's always a you know an avid listener and he's and he's everywhere we are so thank you chris man um yeah you take. <laughs> well let's move on actually to the next matchup which is the final match i think of the zero hour it is everybody's supposedly not dream match uh eddie kingston versus jun akiyama in well, it was a decent match, surprisingly. Not that I was fully paying attention to it because we were doing the show <laughs> at the time. <laughs> but <laughs> from what I saw, it looked a lot better. Well, doing a show and actually sort of glancing at it seemed a lot better, that's for sure. It, it was a typical old-school New Japan match, except with Eddie Kingston's horrible chops, which are terrible. The rest no. of it was fine, but listen, I, maybe this was Eddie Kingston's dream match, but pay-per-views are not to allow wrestlers to have self-masturbatory matches. Uh, and I, I'm not ashamed to say I've been re- watching wrestling over 45 years. I'm 54 years old. I probably should be ashamed to say, I've never heard this fucking guy's name. I don't know who he <laughs> is. I've never heard of him. And if I've never heard of him, nobody nobody cares. Nobody in the audience cared. They're all pretending that they know who he is. Like maybe one out of 100 people in that, in that crowd knew who he was. I mean, let's be honest. They... They didn't know who Suzuki was. They're certainly going to know who this jabroni is. Now we're going to, now oh, I find on. out that we're seeing Ishii again. Like I got to see shrink wrapped King Kong Bundy. Come on, man. <laughs> she grabbed King Kong Bundy. But this is, listen, if any Kingston uh... wants to have a masturbatory match, let him hold his own promotion, do it at House of Glory. Or if Tony Khan wants to give it to him, you know, book it on Rampage. You know, nobody's watching that shit anyway, except for us. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's not that the match was terrible it's just that it didn't need to be on the pay-per-view and that got me mad early because i knew this was going to be a five-hour show so that's 15 minutes that didn't need to be there and along with a best friend's 10 minute you know a 10-man match which was probably another 15 minutes so right there there's a half hour that, that could have been cut from the show easily enough and you turn your really what was more like a four or 40 minute show into a four hour and 10 minute show right there FYI, though, Jeff, everyone knew kind of Nina Ray, the Suzuki song, by the way. Everyone was singing. Didn't. Through the song. Oh, yes, they did. When he Not first, the first appeared. Time, by the second time they did, because everyone told me you need to know this. The first time, hey, no, listen, I pay attention. The first time, nobody's, there was like 16 people in. in, in I'll in prove that to you year. because I specifically remember recording the show about that show. Anyway, doesn't matter. That's for another time. But we got another comment by Chris in the chat who says, on the positive side, we will see either Ethan Page or Starks against MJF in the near future. 
Those promos alone will be fun, but really it will likely be Warlow to be MJF down the road. More than likely, he's probably right. I'm not sure what's more than likely, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm talking about with Wardlow anyway, I think. I don't know about Paige just yet. I would have believed that about eight months ago. Now I'm not so sure. I mean, I'm thinking the most likely person at this point is Moxley when he comes back. It won't be Ethan Page or Ricky Starks, which is, you know, they're both going to get this little push and then, you know, go back into, you know, what I like to call Abaddon land, which is sort of like, you know, near purgatory. Um, it's pretty much purgatory. I mean, the only, Jeff. the only interesting thing is that Ethan Page is in the firm, but I don't know that anyone at AW remembers that and that how that ties into this plan that may or may not have involved them with William Regal. I mean, I get, like that's a little interesting, not really, but a little. Uh, so, but you know, he fired them, so I, I don't know. I, I again, I, I I just don't know. Um, but yes, we we'll see a new matchup. We definitely will, hopefully. And uh, look, I actually think MJF is going to have a long run with that belt. Like, at yeah. least a year run. I do, yeah, I actually do. I think he's going to have a real long run. Look, I could eat my words right now, but I don't know why I get that impression. I mean, why not give him a long run? I mean, if you're going to give him the title now, you might as well fucking run with him all the way. You know what I mean? Like, go all out with him, no pun intended. Just, you know, well, put everything behind him. I mean, well, I mean, they have to gauge the interest. They have to see if the ratings on Dynamite start to go up. They've got to see, you know, how the next pay-per-view does with presumably him in the main event uh, defending the title. Um, I don't know if putting Regal with him, you know, is something that's interesting down the road. I mean, everyone predicted this, and, and but nobody thought it was a great swerve. Uh, it just, it just seemed like something that they would think was a great swerve. But I don't know why you put. A spokesperson with the best talker in the company, but I didn't know why they well, put a spokesperson person with Moxley and and Brian, who could both. True. Well, I've been saying the same thing, Jeff, every week. It's the only thing I don't like about the Regal MJF pairing, but it makes the most logical sense to go with them two as a pairing. And, and if look, I'm going to say this now. I know for a fact we here at the PWC were the first ones to call. What was going to happen with Wardlow? I mean, Wardlow, uh, MJF, and uh, Regal, right? Right down to the knuckles. Right now, so he's going to use the, the down to the knuckles exactly. Change his mind, and and Regal's going to give him the brass knuckles. Down to the fucking knuckles, dude. We weeks absolutely called yeah, this weeks we ago. Said, like this week, the first we we said this week. So. Four weeks ago, bro. It was four weeks ago that we said it, and I said it. Nobody at that time had suggested what we did. And that and those suggestions only started coming along in the last week and a half, really, right? Leading yeah. up to the pay per view. So, right, because they kept, they kept saying, doing the devil, the devil, the devil. And people start right. figuring it out. Oh, exactly. We're up on that. Exactly. Because the, the devil, the devil was always regal all along. The old right? devil he and the it. young devil. They got right. together. You know, uh, uh, Satan and Satan's son. It's uh, Satan and Damien got together. Um, I mean. I guess if they if the firm still was part of this and the firm is sort of his rat pack, you know, sort of like how how Omega had all that protection, so if a Roman has the bloodline, he'll definitely have a long run if that's the case. But the firm's a weird group, so I don't know. Maybe he'll <laughs> spin off and maybe he'll just hire Morrissey on his own. Even even though last time he hired Morrissey, he lost the match. Weird is an understatement, Jeff, just quietly. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, look, let's go back to... Um, did, did we even... Did we, did, we didn't even talk about what happened with Eddie Kingston and... Yuck, and and uh, what's it called? Akiyama. Nobody, nobody cares what happened. But I just want to say one thing. Post-match, an emotional Eddie Kingston raises Akiyama's hand and, and the old Japan legend returns the favor. Ortiz nobody comes cares. down and embraces Kingston and Eddie gets on nobody the mic cares. and asks how much time he has. Since it's not about him, he doesn't want us to thank him. And you're right, fuck him. We don't care. No one cares. Self-indulgent baby. He's been playing that I get cut off of my promos for the last year and a half and how nobody, how he's not getting any important matches. This is the match he chooses. This is what he wants. This is like when, when, okay. Remember when Omega was like being tormented by Moxley and Don Callis said, I'll give you anything you want. And like John Moxley or someone said, okay, I want not a shot at the championship. I want a tag match next week. That's, yeah. it, it was like this. I mean, it was even worse. You can have anything you want to, to make you happy. Well, I want to match some, I want to wrestle some old J- Japanese guy that I love uh, on the pay-per-view. Okay, Eddie's so good. Now Eddie's and, happy. Now he gets the time and now he's all weeping, crying. This is what exactly. he needs. And cries like a little bitch too on top of that. Like in tears, bro. Oh yeah, he had a match with a fuck. He had a professional wrestling match with a professional wrestler. <laughs> in the ring. Holy <laughs> shit! He saw Jesus. That's what happened there. I mean, Jesus. I mean, what a puss wad. <laughs> yeah, I know. It makes him look actually bipolar. That, 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 that I can't get myself out of. So I'm just gonna stop and just say this. This this suck, and nobody fucking cares. I didn't care. Fuck Eddie Kingston with a self-indulgent, masturbatory, doofy matches, and fuck Tony Khan for giving in to this bullshit. What he said. <laughs> Perfectly put. That was brilliant, Jeff. Thank you. I couldn't have put it any better myself, so I'm not even going to give that any justice because you, comment of the night, easily. Anyway, let's move on to the main show, actually, Jeff. It is Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Luchasaurus in a steel cage match. And I'll... I'll be fair here. I'll be actually fair. This match wasn't too bad. It had a lot of things going for it. It had the drama. It had somewhat psychology. Um, Jungle Boy ends up winning, even though that 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 Shawn Michaels leap off the top of the cage with the elbow drop. I don't think really connected properly with the table. Or was I saying things? It didn't. No, no, it didn't. And like he he hit it wrong. I mean, listen. This is very close to probably exactly what everyone thought it was going to be. Christian getting injected, you know, was probably a little bit different. Like, I mean, I think what was my I predicted that Christian would probably be trying to interfere like towards the top of the cage, and the Jungle Boy would like push off his head or you know with it was like and like jump down fourteen feet onto Lucha. So yeah. except for Christian being there, yeah, that's what he did. He jumped off something really high. He did a Shane McMahon spot. He didn't hit it as well as Shane McMahon. It was a little bit weird to go for the submission instead of the pin after that move, but I guess he wanted to add insult to injury because it's a grudge match. It was fine. It was probably four or five minutes longer than I would have liked it to be, but whatever. This is a match they've been building, or a few they've been building for about a year or more. It was supposed to be with Christian. Christian got hurt, so they put Luchasaurus into it. Luchasaurus doesn't have the personality of Christian and for a big guy he really doesn't you know since he's always sort of just been told to be sort of an oak tree you know he's, he's always been the extra guy the, the muscle doesn't have to say anything he doesn't really have much presence to him for for a big guy so 
this was sort of a you know for being a big match it was sort of a nothing match it, it, it like i often call things like coke zero that it tastes okay but there's no calories. <laughs> coke zero, bro. this was a this was a coke zero match it, it's fine i would i wish i wish it was a smaller was, bottle but it was fine it was a good match to start the card like the main card on i think Right. Well, yeah, because, I mean, first of all, you've got the time to, to lower the cage, and then right, you exactly. can raise it while you're doing your other in-between, you know, recaps or promos or vignettes while people are going to the bathroom and buying concessions. So, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was yeah definitely the right match to start the car with. Unless it was unless it was a world title match in a cage, there's no, no reason to start with anything else. It would take too much time. So, no, I, I don't have any issue with the match placement. I don't really have any real issue with the match. I mean, we had blood, it, you know, it just... The big man was, was dominating until he wasn't. The underdog baby face uh, was fighting from it, underneath and got his revenge. And I guess. And it felt like the blow off, too. It felt like the blow off to this feud, but we both know it's not, which is stupid on top of that. Well, but maybe it will be until Christian gets better. Like maybe Jungle Boy I will hope. fight himself into some sort of contention. Not that you need to seem to need to be in contention. You can just, you can just like run into Orange Cassidy and ask him what's in his bag and I go, You like it? <laughs> you want to fight for it? I mean, but I mean, maybe Jungle Boy will be in contention for uh, an important title in four months, and we'll forget because we won't we won't have seen Christian for six weeks, and then Christian runs out and screws him out of it, and then then they can have their, the proper feud they were supposed to have. Yeah, and no, I agree with you one hundred percent. Chris Paul in the chat says once again, does anyone know the market for AEW in Japan? I mean, what do the companies over there gain by sending wrestlers to be on Rampage or Dynamite? seems like a one-way road um do we know what the market is i mean the only thing we could tell you is that forbidden door got seven thousand buys through new japan world so really? that probably that tells you that, yeah so so that probably tells you that the market for AEW in, in japan is probably pretty low um what do they get i guarantee you that tony khan pays a hundred percent of their freight they get they probably get three times what their usual rate is they get flown to the united states they take probably seven to ten bookings over a two-week period they go back and new japan or ddt or whoever their name gets floated on us tv which does them very little good but basically tony khan is paying to advertise for other companies because this is it's self-masturbatory for him he loves new japan wrestling he loves all these old fat bald guys he i mean he loves the same shit Tony, eddie kingston loves including crying <laughs> look man everyone knows i'm a i'm a japanese wrestling fan so i'm not going to shit on japanese wrestling like the way you do but i get where you're coming from not shitting on the wrestling just shitting on the appetite for it here and also what you can tell from new japan is generally they're giving the least they can. I mean, yes, we saw Okada a couple of times and Tanahashi. Yeah, but, but but the person we see the most is Ishii. Every now and then, Hikaleo. I mean, we're, we're Rocky Romero. We're we're getting there. We're getting their D squad. That's true. No, you're right. It would have been great to see say Naito, even on Dynamite or whatever. It'd but be fun to see Naito, Sonata, even Evil. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't get none of them. Not even Evil, right? I don't think Evil ever made. An appearance in AEW, yeah, interesting. Well, anyway, Jeff, let's move on because the next matchup I felt like was the match of the night, even though I'm confused, because it's the Death Triangle in Pack Penta El Zero Miedo and Ray Fenix, not Phoenix. Absolutely the match of the night. 
I agree 100. percent This 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 match was great. It was, but the, and before we continue, it was against the elite in Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson for the AEW World Trios Championships. And Don Callis is also on commentary for this one. I want to say this: was this a Bedlam match, or was this a normal tag trios match? Because if it was Bedlam, brilliant fucking match. If it wasn't, then I've got a lot of issues with it. Oh, this is the one thing I want to ask about the cage match. Did they make it clear that the cage match was pinfall or submission only? What? Only? Well, if, because if it wasn't, Luchasaurus ran, walked right out of the cage door early on. I'm like, did he just win? Didn't he just win when he walked out the cage? <laughs> I, I mean, the cage match, if you walk out, you win. I mean, oh, Christian, shit. remember Christian lifted the key from the referee and the referees saw following around slowly, Christian on the last door, and... Chris, and Luchasaurus just walks out and then they can then unify and it wasn't clear so I'm, I'm there confused for two and a half minutes going is this submission or DQ only commentary is not saying anything and if they said it earlier it went over my head And but if this is a normal cage match I mean you can win by pinfall submission but normally you win a cage match by whoever gets out of the cage first and like I said Luchasaurus just strolled on out that's weird um maybe they will well there's your out right i mean if they really really want come you know this wednesday on dynamite luchasaurus or christian can actually say that you never won the match jungle boy you think you did but you didn't blah 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 Uh, you know maybe maybe one of the listeners i mean i know we have at least one knows that anyway but was this a bedlam i mean i don't think it was like a tornado match rules but i think that with the trios or six man there's more latitude than with tag team. And listen, AEW doesn't do disqualifications anyway. And we're, we're going to talk about it when we get to the, the Jarrett's uh, Darby lethal oh, yeah, match. Yeah. I mean, Satnam right. Singh kept doing things right there. And to, I don't recall that being a no DQ match either. And you got Satnam Singh doing, coming into the, into the match not once but twice. Okay. Well, the, okay. And that's fine, right? We don't know shit. That's fine. Right. The referee's looking right at a, at, a, at a telephone pole, basically. Okay, well then, then specify for fuck's sake, AEW, that you guys are just basically, it's a wrestling promotion, anything fucking goes. It's, it, you know, we are, it's, it's lucha rules, basically. Right, it's I mean, not, it's not, it's not ECW, but, well, isn't it a 20 in AEW? It's supposed to be a 20 only in lucha rules matches, but, I mean, the, the refs don't even bother to count half the time. I know this has been a grop of ours for probably over, probably since its inception. It is. Right? I thought it and was a 20 count at first because I think one of the first matches it was. was I'm sure match. it fucking was. In so Japan, they do 20 AEW as well. Rule? Right. I, pff, I don't know, man. I don't know with this company anymore, but, you know, we just got to go with the flow. You just got to look at it for what it is, right? Yeah. If you look at it for what the fuck it is, awesome shit. Yeah, but, I like this match quite a bit. No House of Black interference. Surprisingly. Like, uh, Pac, who, who seemingly forgot about the, the bell hammer um, on Dynamite this week, remembered it this week. Phoenix, again, was not into it. He basically had a similar story in the Swerve match uh, claim, but uh, Penta, uh, not Penta, Phoenix, sort of reluctantly took the, the timekeeper he still did hammer. It, though. He still it. fucking did it. And they won. And, and so the, 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 the lessons we learned from professors Fenix and Lee are that cheating cheaters win and people who play by the rules lose and, and lose 
not just status and titles, but also friends. Um, if, if, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Get right. it? <laughs> now, you, are you aware that they are now going to have a best of seven series between the Elite and the... And they're the not? Bracket? Yes. They they're are. The best of seven. I was saying this in text messages where you and I were texting each other. I actually sent you a text saying, really? Best oh, that's out right. of seven I, matches? Yeah, I said, kill me now, right? That, yeah, that was my kill reaction. me now. Wow. Look, yeah. I'm sure they're all going to be bangers, right? I'm sure. You can't drag this out seven weeks, man. I just, don't, I, I just don't want to see the same people fighting every single week with each other. <sighs> and I bet it's going to go all the way to seven. I guess I'll gauge the of crowd. Of course it's see. going all the way to seven. Oh, boy, man. Come on, man. I know Regal was it? No, not Regal. It was Booker T. And was it Finley? I think in WCW or NWE. Yeah, I mean we've seen best of seven. I mean there was Cesaro oh, and Benoit and, and Booker as well, and Benoit and Booker T in WCW. Yeah, uh, listen, I've never really been a fan of best of seven because I don't really want to see anyone that much. But singles matches tend not to go as long as trios matches do, um, and there's only so many spots I can I can take it. it, it, it it's not my preferred type of wrestling. When it's done well, I enjoy it, but it's, it's too much of it is too much, and that's too much. Like, if if they said best two out of three, I'd be like, eh, that's not so bad. I mean, I would prefer that the elite had to, you know. Listen, I'm I'm glad they were self aware. I picked I picked the, that triangle to retain because I did think the elite were self aware enough to know they shouldn't book themselves with titles right away. Um, they will absolutely recapture these titles. Um, but uh, uh oh, I don't know what's going on, with Jimmy, over there. And I hope I'll just keep talking, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's 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 going to be too much of uh, Zero Miedo and super kicks and V triggers and eight point arm drags and things like that. So you were frozen on my side, so I don't know if I was frozen on your side. So I don't know. I just kept you talking. were you were frozen on my side, but I'm pretty sure. I was the problem and not you, so I probably would have recorded what you said. But were okay. you still talking about the trios match? Yeah, I, do. I didn't want to yeah, yeah. go on to another match. But I, I, I wasn't saying anything important. I was just sort of complaining about the things that we'll, that, that we'll see too much of in, in the next seven weeks. Which is interesting because if House of Black doesn't come back until after this best of seven, they'll have been out about four months from that, which you know, isn't exactly a suspension and it's not exactly the six-month non-compete that they were talking about, or the, but but it's enough of a mental health break, but it wouldn't make sense with all the vignettes we're getting. I mean, the the implication of these vignettes, unless it's Veer is coming or Emelina, usually means that somebody's coming soon. <laughs> I mean, so... True. Uh, Very soon. But uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Can I ask, speaking of Emma quickly, is Emma signed to WWE now? Is that official or? Yeah, she's been on the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and they're even okay, right. they're, they're even playing into her real life relationship with Madcap Moss. Probably not right. sure. And I don't know. She she, I, I've never really seen anything in Emma so or Tennille Dashwood. So I, I don't know what people say. Um, I I don't really remember seeing her wrestle because she came into Ring of Honor with Lifeblood and she immediately injured her shoulder and was out for a year and didn't resign. And I don't watch Impact. Um, 
She's a much better wrestler than you give her credit for, Jeff. Well, I'm not, she, I'm not, not giving her credit. I just don't remember her wrestling. But uh, it's been probably five years, and I don't know. I, I don't I don't find her to have a whole lot of charisma. And, like, she's pretty, but, like, she's not, like, She's not so charismatic. Old. No, she's not charismatic yeah. at all. But she is a, a mighty fine good wrestler in the ring. Okay. But anyway, that's for, that's for another show and another time. But... Like I was saying, man, this match had absolutely everything. And towards yeah. the impact, throws Ray the hammer, but he throws it right back and gets clubbed with the V trigger. And um, and then the jeweler can't keep Phoenix down because Matt throws the bastard into the barricade. Penta running hot, sling blades for everybody. I mean, there was Frankenstein's on Phoenix. There was BTE triggers on Pac. Uh, there was everything in this matchup. It was chaos. It was quick. It was fast. And I'm, I'm going to say this, Kenny and the Bucks looked so on point tonight, man. They did. Like, they, they were crisp. Did, no, very crisp. Probably some of the crispiest I've ever seen them. I'm not going to lie. They must you have been like, training a lot. You sound like you like what you saw, the crispiest. I did. I liked it. You're very on the crispy. Phoenix Wrestling Channel. <laughs> you asshole. Oh, it's I was a second to too late. You were about to spit water out. Not all over my my stuff, please. Real question though: Don Callis on commentary, their faces now, and you know he's a natural heel, but he's he's trying not to be too healy, but he's still himself, which is sort of a dick, and he's a great dick. But how does he work with this? And why is Nakazawa and and Brandon Cutler still with them? I mean, their faces, guys, stay in the back. Yeah, I don't have a clue, but it is what it is. They just. They're always going to be there, too. Penny of God and all that other stuff. I mean, Don Callis is awesome, dude. Like, I, I for like a heel. Don for a heel, right? But even though, well, they're kind of tweeners, but they are baby faces. Don't get me wrong, but Callis sort of brings him into that tweener sort of mode. Do you know what I mean? By the way, he talks faces. about him. No, he's the only kid. Him and the entourage. I mean, I mean, is like Tony Khan is such a tool. I mean, I can't possibly say I can't pay them their a pay per view appearance fee if they're not if they don't appear on TV. So let's get them with security. I mean, I'm sure he'll pay them anyway. I mean, they they all have you know backstage jobs. I, I think packaging the action figures or whatever their their EVP jobs entitle them to do, drawing posters, playing hangman, um, playing with hangman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For fuck's sake. Well, Chris in the chat says, well, fellas, I must sign off. We'll listen to the rest of the show at work tomorrow. Always entertaining hearing you, your take on shit. One more question. If Luchasaurus would drop the dino gimmick, come out in a suit speaking proper grammar as a dominant heel, would it work or is it too late for him? So you're basically saying, Chris, you want him to be Aaron Edwards, basically? Uh, not Edwards. Uh, Aaron Stevens. Aaron Stevens, yes. Sorry, um, that's what I meant. Is it too late for him? It might be only because it's so crowded in AEW, but he does have a master. So if he came out as the giant genius, I think that would be fun. But it <laughs> seems like he, I think he needs to go somewhere else to do it. Like he needs to go like to Impact or someone and do, do it. Or maybe try it out on Ring of Honor if they ever do get TV, which I'm pretty sure they're not. But, um, or, or maybe... That's what AEW does. They lend him to New Japan, and then he tries out that oh, gimmick he, there. He would be perfect in Japan, even with the Luchasaurus gimmick. 
I think. Yeah, but but he's asking a particular question. I, I like I like the idea with him being using his master's thing and walking around a robe and whatever. And like you've always said that too. Yeah, same. 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 People have been judging me on my appearance for the last fifteen years. I'm I'm pretending to be a dinosaur now, but nobody nobody remembers. I was a TV star and I have a master's in medieval studies. I can recite the Canterbury Tales in six languages. And, <laughs> you know, and just It'd be fun. Chris also says, yeah, if he came out and ripped the mask off saying, saying enough of this shit and tears through the roster, that would be great. It would be. It reminds me of Kane taking off his mask, if you remember, yeah, with nobody, RVD. Nobody tears through the roster. Every, no, nobody is a, is an easy out. You know, maybe every now and then a nickname or, you know, QT Marshall gets squashed but for Serpentico. But for what? It would be funny if what he did was go after everyone who had like a lizard or reptile gimmick so he goes after <laughs> Serpentico like he goes after Serpentico like oh I hate lizard gimmicks <laughs> <laughs> like anyone it who uses the cobra <laughs> it's like but, but what would you call him like would you do like a abyss Chris Park sort of gimmick even I, I don't know I, I would need some time to, to, to think about it but uh, you know I, I think the, the genius giant is fine the genius giant or the genius dinosaur i mean it has a sense he's got i've got a master's in medieval studies and i'm about to go medieval on your ass he could do the the <laughs> ding rames line from uh the pulp fiction i mean i don't know uh, well, yeah, you like, could yeah you, you could, have all absolutely. you could have all sorts of you know you could have moves like the iron maiden and <laughs> you know the 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 disembowel meant I don't know <laughs> the, Jesus the, he could he could be the flame man I I don't I don't know but no nobody tears the yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know it, it it those are not so good but you know it, it, we could brainstorm it but and you know but he would have to come out like you know like Lanny Poffo or Shane Douglas <laughs> did and and give recitations and what well, the and, Dean right oh it'd be <laughs> funny though if like you know Eddie Kingston said jesus christ i've had enough everyone interrupts me and you're here, sitting here talking about beowulf fuck this <laughs> and then they, 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 they <laughs> that would be funny for some reason that i'd laugh i mean yeah because really he's Silent got no substance <laughs> <laughs> he was a conspiracy theorist <laughs> yeah i mean even that would be funny where he's gone he's gone loony but like totally it's a conspiracy you know blah blah you dinosaurs know, are still out there I, I, I would love to do a, a alternate reality, alternate timeline gimmick show, and I, I think that's an awesome one to have fun with. Um, but it's one seventeen a.m. my time. True. <laughs> we're only on the, the second match of the card, so... Well, yeah, that's... We're, we're talking that's, about alternate gimmicks for Luchasaurus. I know, what the fuck, right? <laughs> I mean, but no, that's a good question, though. But uh, yeah, like we are saying, and we're trying to go through, Death Triangle did win by pinfall with a victory roll from Ray Phoenix on Kenny Omega to retain the AEW Trios Championship. Um, Post-match, Phoenix is down about about giving in and using the hammer, but Pack and Penta give him a pep talk. But, and then we move on to the next match. It is Jade Cargill, your AEW TBS champion, versus Nyla Rose, who apparently is also the TBS champion. If you saw the graphics, that's what it fucking said. They're both the TBS champions. That's dumb. That, that's How fucking dumb. dumb is that shit? it's as dumb as having Vicky Guerrero out there screeching like a vulture. Who's your mommy, Jeff? Who's Ridic your mommy? Ridiculous. <laughs> She's just terrible. <laughs> Not your puppy. 
Well, obviously, it was a throwback to Eddie Guerrero. It is his anniversary, actually, pretty much now. It's always when... his anniversary. Every goddamn no, but day. really. I know, but he died in November. Oh, every wrestling show, someone's doing a tribute to Eddie Guerrero, which which waters down tributes. Yeah, I mean, everyone loved Eddie, though, man. So I'm cool with it. But yeah, you're right. They do have a started. I mean, it must have started when I went on hi- hiatus from wrestling because... Eddie, Eddie wasn't that loved when I was watching. He was just a guy. Uh, yeah, well, I was a big fan of Eddie's, but yeah. Anyway, uh, Kajul ends up getting the win. She did look like Thundercat, oddly yeah. enough. A, a for and, F, um, her coming out as Thundercats. And I, I tweeted, Thundercats can't be heels, and, and she wasn't. She, she wrestled as the face, even though she has baddies there, but the baddies didn't really do anything. Uh, Marina yeah, Shafir was there. Thank God she did nothing, and Vicky Guerrero was there God. screeching like a freaking bad it was terrible i mean it's 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 not entertaining and if i was a fan i'd be upset by that i would want money back for for that anyway yeah this this was this was a pretty sloppy match but this is what you'd expect this was also probably longer than it should have been but i know they want to make keep nyla as a beast blah 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 (laughs) her um gladiator flap unfortunately moved yeah, out of its strategic positioning, so that I'm can sure we call that... this match what it is? It's a fucking intergender match, all right? Yeah, That's go. what he got. What he wanted, he got he got plenty of cock shots. Fuck! He... Thank God, well, our feed was pixelated. When he was calling for the small package, AEW <laughs> said no. <laughs> you're getting the big package, and you're getting in the women's match. <laughs> fuck you, TK, you cunt! Seriously, fucking hell! Yeah, no, you're right. Ugh. Yeah, this is an intergender match. I don't care what anyone and, says. And I really wanted to give Jade my dollar this week for full gear for the Thundercat, and she is hot, but but I couldn't because somebody else listened to my advice later on in the show. So, oh really? This this match was yeah, you know, whatever. It was it it was what you knew it would be. You knew it would be three or four minutes too long. It was exactly that, and it was the shittest match on the card. Let's be real here. <laughs> well, on the regular show, I mean, right. Know. Maybe, well, maybe, maybe on the entire show. Possibly, it's right up there. That's for sure. Yeah. But like you said, Jay Cargill wins by pinfall with Jaded to retain the AEW TBS Championship. Uh, anyway, but we move on to the next matchup. It is the American Dragon, Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho versus Claudio Costagnoli versus Sammy Guevara for the Ring of Honor World Championship. As Jericho is the one to defend. This match, I, I didn't really like it until kind of like halfway through. Once the Sammy Jericho stuff started rolling along, it got a lot more interesting. But it was kind of obvious. We both called this match pretty much how it's going to go. And it did. And uh, Jericho retains and wins by pinfall with the Judas effect on Claudio Costagnoli to retain the Ring of Honor World Championship. Yeah, this was a tale of two matches. I agree. It started out really slow, and I was not digging it. But once they stopped being JAS versus BCC, it sped up, and and it got much better. The second the second act was definitely quite good. Um, but I have a little side story here. So, you know, La Sicario and Juventud Sicario picked up dinner <laughs> and brought it back. And I right. we don't keep soda in the house usually, so I asked okay. for two cokes, one for dinner and one to give me fuel while I'm here. And so at dinner, there's two Cokes, 
And so Uvunta oh, no. Sicario takes one and then Las Sicario says, No, that's for Jeff. That's for Jeff for later. And he goes, Oh, and I take it and I walk and I take it to the fridge. Well, I go to the fridge. He drank the fucking Coke. Oh. So I'm going crazy. I'm yelling, motherfucker. God damn it. <laughs> really? and, they're, and they're like, Are you really mad about a Coke? I'm like, Yeah, I'm mad about a Coke. I need the fucking Coke. So I'm here in the office. I close the doors. I lock the door. I put my, uh, I have a little Nixon statuette I put there <laughs> so no one can come in. I'm like, Leave me the fuck alone. I'm like, Leave me in fucking peace. I just want to be left alone. They, they went out and they bought me a can of Coke. I'm like, I don't want, just leave me alone. Just leave me in peace. They're like, you're being a baby. I'm like, I don't care. Leave me alone. So that was the first half of this match. Um, Damn. Yeah. So then, so I'm not really sure that the first half wasn't so good, to be honest, because I was a little bit distracted. With no, my it sucked. Believe me, it actually sucked. With my temper. I mean, I saw the opening moments and then, and then my temper tantrum. But by the time I got back, it was good. That's like around when they transitioned and Claudio and and Brian were fighting, and and that was cool, and the ending was cool, and it, you know it, it wasn't it wasn't that Jericho cheated, uh, you know, to to beat no. Guevara, which is, is sort of what we thought, right. but it, but you know but you know Jericho really didn't even I mean he sort of snuck in, but not really. It wasn't even dirty. Yeah. I mean he won basically clean. I mean he did. Guevara was out, and and he and Jericho jumped over him, did sort of a Judas effect. It wasn't yeah. he didn't hit it all the way. He realized it instead of pretending he did, and he hit another one all the way and, and won the match clean. And Sammy Guevara was still making a face like, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that, Paul? <laughs> so, I, I, you know, they really shouldn't continue the story anymore with that, and hopefully they won't. But Jericho retained. Pretty much everyone predicted that. A few people predicted, you know, uh, Brian. No one predicted Claudio. Um, a couple of people said, well, they should put it on Sammy. He's, he's the young one, but um, no, not yet. It's good not time yet. This this match was good. I mean, up until this point, this was to me what was my second favorite match out of four. So I mean, you know, but but yeah, I I mean, the the half that I paid attention to, I liked. No, absolutely, me too. And the first half did suck. Trust me, it, it really did. The second half was was brilliant, and um, this now sets up, I guess, for Jericho, Sammy Guevara. Ring of Honor World Title match in the future. I'm not going to say it's going to happen right away, but I think it does set up where possibly Sammy Guevara actually becomes your Ring of Honor champion. I will say this: Where was Ty Conti, man? Where's Ty Conti? Where's Anna JAS? Where's Daniel sure. Garcia? Where's Matt Maynard? Where's what's going on? Cool hand, Angelo Parker. I mean, we saw Jake Hager in the back, but not in a back segment, but not there. Which, by the way, is fine. I, you know, whenever, whenever they choose less people instead of more people, it's good. And remember when we were doing Rampage, when we were doing Uncaged, I said that right. I thought that Tony might panic and, and do a lot of spinneroonies and whatever, but that generally they're pretty good about not having too much nonsense of pay-per-views. And so he's not panicking. Um, this there wasn't too much nonsense. In sure. it. So I, I, I really don't have any complaints about that. So yeah, where are they? Where indeed? Interesting question, but not everyone gets to be on a pay-per-view. No, absolutely, you're right. But they have been missing for more than just a pay per view, though, lately. That's the thing. But uh, anyway, it is what it is. Oh, Anna Jay and was on a match recently. Um, only Anna Jay, right? But no, where's Maynard and um, and Edge? And where's? I, I think they're both married Garcia. to the. I think they're both married to the DraftKings woman. 
<laughs> Maybe. Right. Maybe. Well, we move on to the next matchup. It is Dr. B. Baker DMD versus Soraya. And um, it was a battle of the houses and whose house it was. Mm-hmm. But Soraya ends up winning by pinfall with a capture DDT in a decent match. It was okay. It was all right. I mean... Yeah. I, I mean, people were shitting on this match. I mean... I didn't think it was bad. I thought that both women performed pretty well. I mean, oh, the curb sure. stomps were not really curb stomps. They were sort of middle of your back stomps. No girl stomps. No girl stomps. They were girl stomps. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, a couple too many false finishes. I Okay, AW did the same thing with Brian when he came back. They had Brian pretend that his head was injured when it wasn't. And Soraya started doing the same thing. Like she was even pretending like her left arm wasn't working. But Britt caught on to it. I mean, you, they, they do weird things where they sort of toy with real injuries and like, which is a healy thing to do, not a face thing to do. And I, I don't know if I like it or not. I, I, I didn't really like it here. I mean, you knew as soon as, as, soon as you saw Zach Zodiac or Soraya's brother, whatever there's a relative there is, you know, that's like increases the chances of a victory. But everyone knew Soraya had to win this match. She did win this match. She won a clean. Britt came out alone, so she did. She didn't have her backup. Yeah, it was yeah, okay. That's so, true. And Soraya took my advice. She changed up her wardrobe. She had something that was pushing up the boob, showing a little cleavage. So <laughs> she she got my dollar, uh, my full gear dollar, and so. So she did. She got your dollar. Yeah, she got my dollar. Yeah, one hundred percent got your dollar. Yeah, I really wanted to give. It- <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. Sorry, I, 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 I it's my I, I have to pick up on those cues. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I kept do, asking you. <laughs> I only do eleven shows with you a week. I mean, I, should I know, know I know, <laughs> I know. That's true. I mean, geez, <laughs> but it's always a pleasure, Jeff. But um, yeah, I mean, Soraya looks a lot better than I was probably expecting. I mean, Britt kind of did carry the match though, but um, I guess we're still going to continue with this feud, or we just move on now. It's like it never happened because clearly Britt Baker didn't give a fuck that she lost. Well, I mean, later on we see Britt, you know, getting involved with Tony. But I mean. We've already right. we've already seen that. So I, you're asking me what AEW is going to do with their women's <laughs> division? I couldn't possibly. Who the tell fuck you. knows? Well, yeah, that's true. Well, speaking of, I, mean, I assume possibly... Sky Blue will be involved. Please forget it. Enough of her already, but. After the match, though, we see footage of John Moxley getting some last-minute prep in with Willie Uda and William Regal as we move on to the next matchup. That was Jeff. so corny. That was corny. It was and like the it was real MMA. Booing him. They're booing him. Yeah, we'll get to that at the main event, but yeah. Well, they I felt were booing sort of him bad. here, too. Oof, I felt bad for Moxley, dude. I'm not going to lie. They were booing but, Regal also. It's like everybody knew what was going to happen. It was either MJF wins or... I mean, I know all 9,600 of the ticket holders listen to the PWC, so they probably got tipped <laughs> off by us. Yeah, for sure. We're hey, huge man, we'll... in Newark. We're huge, huge in the North huge. New Jersey area. Actually, we are. We've got a lot of listeners in, in Jersey, believe it or not. I what think Jersey, Jersey could be one of our highest uh, listener base in the States because you know, it shows what states are listening to you the most. We're very popular on the West Coast, though, too. Well, you know what New Jersey is? It's the Garden State. The, hey, Garden that's what also... Garden we, Views. Mm. Funny, Victoria, Melbourne, Victoria is also known as the Garden State. Well, a lot of synchronicities happening here. There we go. How's and that? you can learn all about synchronicities on many episodes of the Garden of Doom. <laughs> you can, absolutely. You can also check out uh, Garden of Doom 
On the Hamoon Media Network too. Just quietly. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's damn true. Not quietly. Loudly. Loudly. Yeah. Absolutely loudly. Well, speaking of loudly, we had a Huss matchup next. It was Samoa Joe versus Warlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs for your AEW TNT Championship. Warlow was the one defending. And we both said, actually, not just us two, pretty much everyone at the PWC Network pretty much said that Joe was here to take the pin between Wardlow or Hobbs. He's the and old guess guy. What? His title He's wasn't on the line. Right, right. And we did say, actually, on the prediction show, Jeff, you and I were both talking, and you brought it up first, that even if Joe did win, which we doubted, but if he did win, you'd be cool with it. And I said, me yeah. too. Joe two but it won't happen. It would be awesome. Right. But, I, but I was Joe two belts. I was fantasy booking. Right, I wasn't, exactly. I wasn't predicting that at all. I mean, no. I don't want. I don't want to, to mislead the audience if they're listening no, first. No. But we did. But we did run through that scenario and game plan that that would be cool, and we were both okay with it. But what we didn't, what we forgot, was that that Tony Khan masturbates to tapes of Ring of Honor, and <laughs> Samoa Joe was the longest reigning Ring of Honor champion, so. There's there's a lot of come between, there's a lot of Tony Khan's DNA between. Him <laughs> and him. It's got a lot a lot of double <laughs> a lot of coiled snakes between him and Samoa oh, Joe. Yeah, coiled snakes. He wants he wants his <laughs> hug. He wants Samoa oh. Joe to give him that hug. He's going to get he's that hug? hug. He's probably getting that hug right now on the media scrum. <laughs> oh, he's probably getting fluffed up by TK right now as we speak. That's right. Yuck. Yuck. Anyway, enough of DNA. Like, D- I put on a uh, Hawaiian Tropic for you, Joe. I hope you like it. <laughs> oh, and this slaps his fat ass for, like as he's walking off. Can you imagine Joe's reaction to it? I'd be like, what? Do you like canola oil? Do you like canola oil? Oh, God. I made That's... you a virgin pina colada with cocaine. <laughs> drink, drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got, well, got this got this match completely wrong well i think everyone did i mean was there anyone that thought realistically that joe was going to win and if you and if anyone says yes bullshit i didn't hear a single person do it on uh you know i didn't see anyone on twitter i didn't nobody see i didn't hear it on the on the on the six or seven wrestling podcasts i routinely listen to and you know i guess i guess through figure four on the free stuff on figure four online or wrestling observer online um i probably get four or five different podcasts a week from that they didn't mention any i mean nobody had this i guess if you can't decide between your two young bucks you do what uh, uh king solomon would do not jason solomon and you uh-huh. you don't choose you give it to the old guy and you ignore the you ignore the kids they're young they got time actually Wardlow's not that young didn't we did we did we say he's 35 or 36 yeah dude i was shocked i was like i could have sworn he was in his 20s still but damn was i wrong yeah, uh, uh, so much yeah. for a rookie, right? I mean, yeah. well, geez, Tony man. swerved us with Samoa Joe's belt not being on the line. I mean, that that was a little bit weird, um, I, you know. And it'd be nice to say, well, he's not going to put any Ring of Honor titles on on an AW pay per view, which is not true. But that's why FTR was there because, I mean, we just talked about the the Fatal Four Way, right? Uh, God, man, unbelievable. Well, Jones up winning the AW TNT Championship by submission with the Coquina Clutch. On powerhouse Hobbs. Before we move on, Jeff, though, how stupid with... is Warlow the, 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 posing for the crowd in a title match on a pay per view and doing this? He deserved to lose. So I'm actually, I, I mean, 
And, and when you do that stupid fucking slap, whatever he does, you know how he's like... Yeah, he does the wind up for his little... Oh, fucking please, man. Stop doing that. He's a big guy. He should. He should. He needs to watch more Road Warriors and Doom matches to learn how to. Absolutely, absolutely. Take uh, that advice, Wardlow. If- look, I would have. I would have been very happy if Hobbs won. I would have been surprised, but very happy. I, Me too. You know what? I would have been I'm, happy with either one of them winning. Actually, I'm. I'm okay with with the ending. Like Joe Two Belts is pretty cool. I mean. But like, I wouldn't be surprised if like he was injured and out for the next four months. I mean, yeah, don't say that. He's had I mean, that's what happens. So he wins yet. titles right. and, he, and he gets injured. True. He won the True. NXT title and then he, he he was injured and had to be stripped of it immediately. Fucking sad. Well, look, like I said, I'm happy about it. It's just it's surprising. Even though we did talk over that what if scenario, yeah. but even we were like. Yeah, but that's not going to happen, though. But right. it'd be cool if it did, but it won't. Yeah, it's it's as it likely as Luchasaurus as the, 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 the genius gimmick. Right, it's true. It's true. We'll see. Maybe they are listening to us, Jeff. Who knows? But, um, yeah, like I said, Samoa Joe wins the AWTNT Championship, and he's Joey Two Bouts, I guess. Joey Two um, Joey Two Bouts, and multiple promotions. Promotions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway... We get Tony Schiavone interviewing Chris Jericho and Jake Hager in the back. Jericho says you might call what happened between him and Sammy Guevara dissension, but he calls it competitiveness and he appreciates it because Sammy is a future world champion, but not tonight because he's the Ocho and the greatest Ring of Honor world champion of all time. Uh, I didn't mind this little promo, but uh, after that, though, Orange Cassidy and Danhausen then roll up. Orange says he's got a good friend who's a former Ring of Honor champion who deserves a title match. And guess who and that friend is, is, Jeff? And this is when it went downhill. I, I know who that friend is. It, it's a shrink wrap mini King Kong Bundy. <laughs> it's shrink wrap mini King Kong Bundy in Tommy Hero Ishii. And he wants that match on Wednesday. Jericho reminds Cassie that he owes him $7,000 for a jacket and addresses Ishii telling him he remembers him as a young boy back when he worked for uh, for Teneru, getting him his coffee and shining his shoes. If he wants a shot, he's got it. Hager asks Orange what's in the bag, and Cassidy pulls out the All-Atlantic Championship and books a total match before complimenting him on his hat, which Jake accepts angrily. Uh, and again, I don't get... Like, I love the hat thing, mm-hmm. but uh, are we getting a Jake Hager-Orange match also now for the All-Atlantic yes, Championship? Uh, I'm not clear if it's on Dynamite or Rampage, but yes, we are. Um, my guess is it's going to be the main event on Rampage. This and and yeah, I didn't I even too. realize at the time the All Atlantic belt was not defended on the on this card. Yes, I guess I, I guess Newark is nowhere near the Atlantic. So, oh god, and, and what's this shit? There's a there's a video package after that of a sad cowboy hitting people with with a guitar, and then there's wrestlers who are really ghosts or something like in the Crow or the Cure. Anyway, they ain't playing, Jeff. Apparently, they just they ain't playing because Lethal comes in. His shorts have a really weird pattern on them that draws attention to his PP, but in a bad way, Jeff. It's Did you the PWC. That? We're going to talk about, about the penis. penis. We're going to talk about, about penis. penis, people. <laughs> it kind of made him look really small or something, man. I don't know, Jeff. We talk about small penises too. <laughs> he, and then he comes the other guy, the outlaw cowboy. Man's now we know why Jay Nichols has been a minor league of most of his life. <laughs> That's right. Jeff Jarrett comes out 
Anyway, it's like if your uncle took steroids, Jeff Jarrett would be the guy. But anyway, who cares? He comes out to his old school sort of garb, and then we got the match between Darby Allen and Sting versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett in a no disqualification match. This one was a no disqualification match. Was was it a no disqualification match? It was. Okay. Well, anyway, then then the, all this shit with Satnam Singh and the referee just looking makes sense. So that's fine. Yeah, I guess it is fine. And it was fun. Even what Satnam, the way they've been using Satnam lately, I've actually enjoyed. That's yeah, how no, you it's use fine. it. I mean, I liked how Darby did that coffin drop from, you know, and, they, and he just caught him and then threw him aside. I mean, that was brilliant, dude. He just throws him. Um, that was great. That was awesome, man. But I really can't decide. I mean, AW's roster is so cluttered, so this is sort of fine for Darby, but he's someone that they, you know, said was going to be like one of their future stars and it's three, three and a half years later and he's doing gimmick matches with Sting. And I can't decide if they're wasting him or if they're actually protecting him and extending his career by him only wrestling twice every six or seven weeks and one in a, in a gimmick match. Um, I I'd like know. to say the latter, Jeff, because it feels that way. Let's go with that. Let's let's just be positive because it's late. But uh, yeah, this match this match was exactly what it was supposed to be. Um, it was a fun match for a garbage match, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, I would have preferred this was like on the pre-show to get people wound up, you know, as opposed to the other nonsense. Um, but like you said, you don't have Sting and Jeff Jarrett and put it on the pre-show. Um, you don't give that away for free, I guess. Um, but yeah, it was, it was it was fine. I mean, Darby doing the the Undertaker sit up was weird. Um, but he and wasn't he the doing only... the Sting fucking ah, fucking punches to the chest well, was weird that, too. That's less weird. But I guess I mean I guess if he's mimicking Sting, Sting mimics the Undertaker thing. So I'm I mean, waiting for this baby. He's he's morphing into he's morphing into Sting, and he, whatever match was fine. And as we said. Sting is not on AEW pay-per-views to lose matches. He's there to win matches, and Jeff Jarrett doesn't care. He he can lose matches. Did he did he break a guitar over anyone? I think he did. I think he, I'm pretty sure he did. I think he did. A, but did he on miss outside, like Sanjay Dutt or something? Or yeah, did he some shit like that. It was on the outside. I could have sworn I I do recall him getting hitting someone or barely or and, missing. And, and what was the point of all those fake stings? Like were like they weren't like they didn't do anything and they weren't they weren't helping to confuse sting or darby or anything they they didn't <laughs> really stings serve, stingers. they didn't really serve any function it's not like he like rented the factory as extra muscle or I, I it was just like people for the sake of nothing i mean was that like i mean i know the undertaker had druids and joey ryan had penis druids and you know <laughs> dalton castle had like you know the boys i mean there's been other people that had like you know processions but was jeff jarrett ever one of those that had like a procession of people following him his sting wasn't other than deborah and her puppies right no 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 <laughs> but, but that's a good pull um uh, yeah very good and also well karen jarrett yes and, that's know, another good pull. that's um, a great pull what a prick. Right. I mean, to, to leave an Olympic gold medalist for Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> I can't believe it, man. I mean, literally a guy who, sell, who would sell snake oil and shark cartilage. I mean. Literally. Sorry. And Karen Angle, for her age, is, is great. Don't get me wrong. She was always good looking. But she comes across as one of those dumb 
you know, wives that doesn't know shit. You need to have money, basically, for her. That's all she cares about. That's it. As long as you keep feeding her the fucking Benjamins, she's all good. All right. That's just well, the impression I get. Well, I don't know. Probably around the time Kurt was probably going through the family fortune pretty quickly. <laughs> well, lucky for Kurt, he's got a much younger and probably better looking chick right now. Well, we got Demetrius yeah, Pontikus in the chat laughing. Are you laughing at me or are you laughing at Karen? Because, uh, he's laughing at you. With he's you. He's laughing is. with you. <laughs> he better be. Okay. Anyway, Darby we'll Allen and Sting. Jimmy of the Pontic step. That's it. Darby and Sting win by pinfall with a coffin drop from Allen on Jay Lethal. Not much to write home about other than it was a fun little nostalgic match, but it was typical. Yeah. Um, it, but we move on to the drama next, Jeff, because it's Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm for the interim AEW Women's World Championship. Tony Best Storm's line of the defender. night. The, the commentary is going, Tony Schiavone is going, you know, the crowd has really gotten behind Jamie Hayter lately. And then Jim Ross totally lies and says, they love Tony Storm too? No, they don't. Nobody cares. No, nobody cares. She's supposed to be the face. She's such a zero. Thank God this experiment is over. Well, welcome to the land of Diamante and Abaddon, Tony Storm. You'll fit right in. Nah, nah. She's not going to get pushed down the card like that. Come on, dude. She should. She's terrible. Nobody cares. Really? You think she's terrible? She's Look, a zero. Such a I'll zero. tell you one thing. She's not been herself in AEW. She's a much better fucking wrestler than what we've seen in All Elite Wrestling. I'm telling you that, Jeff. Well, she sucked you know in WWE. Too. She sucked in NXT. I, I mean, I... I, I no, Rick. NXT she was good. In WWE, we saw glimpses, but then they destroyed her with the Charlotte cake thing, and you know, she was never the same. Lots of people end up in cake; they're fine. It, it's a it's a wrestling trope. If there's cake, it's going in someone's face. I mean, this happens well, all Tony the time. Tony didn't want cake in her face, bro. Well, too fucking bad. <laughs> I mean, she's putting her cakes in everyone's face. <laughs> Touche. I like it. Anyway, I was never, I, everyone was, she's one of those people that everybody's always been talking about. And I've, I've never seen her outside of NXT, WWE, AEW. And I, I've never been impressed with her. Not a, not a single day in my life. Well, that's you. I think, and I'm not saying this because she's from Australia, right? It's got nothing to do with that. Oh, shit, I'm my own, you know, happy. No, it's not that. But I do think she's a lot Make better. One than Australian Hudson. wrestler that you, that you don't like. That I don't like. Well, yeah. Hudson is one. Duke Hudson, South African. He's actually yeah, he's South African. Really, but he's Australian though. No, he does thing. suck. You're right. Okay, okay. He you sucks. Named, so I said one. You did it. And well, I can go. I can go on too. Believe me, I, I hated Billy. I hated Billy Kay. You love jars of mayonnaise, Aussie Open. You love Grayson Waller. I like Aussie Open. Grayson Waller. I've, I, I don't mind so far. He's too Aussie, though. If you get what I mean by that. I mean, I'll give you Rhea because she's terrific. I'll give you Rhea Rhea's the best. By she's Mar. terrific Come without on. a personality, but he's terrific. Right. Wait, who? Who just says Buddy Matthews? Terrific wrestler, no personality, but very right. That's the problem with Buddy. Buddy's well, got Jonah. the potential. What about him? Jonah's got a bit of personality and he's a big bad Samoan type of guy. You know what I'm saying? So but he's Australian. He fucking but, sucks. <laughs> I mean, what about if, if hey, WWE what about the other Australian Samoan he's not dude? Huskers, the pig. I'm 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 done with WWE. <laughs> what about the other Samoan Aussie? Um, I'm, I'm going to become like the Wendell Baugh. I'm going to become a total AEW Mark Arm. Hey, you got to say, <laughs> you got to say that Quinn has got a lot of potential, though. Who? 
Quinn. Oh, Zion Quinn. Yes, he's got the look. I mean, but like he gets hurt a lot, and he's he's like he's okay as a wrestler. I haven't seen. Much no, he's not that movie. great as a wrestler, man. Let's be honest; he's not really that good. But it has the potential because they can teach him how to wrestle. Like eventually, he will know how to wrestle, but he won't be any anything like a. You, it'd be funny if they if they made him like Roman Reigns' administrative assistant, and they put him like in Clark Kent <laughs> glasses and. And a suit, and he's got to take notes and shit. He's like the oh, scribe. Come on. Remember when Jeff oh. Hardy broke and Matt Hardy had the scribe, and like yeah, this right, fat right. guy would just appear. Yeah. And like, yes, sir. <laughs> no, man, that would destroy you, man. But so look, it would be the best thing that ever happened to him. A lot of Aussie did it destroy, do did it destroy Stacey Keebler? Did it destroy Alexander York? Did it, did it Alexander destroy... York? Right. Did did it is it destroying Kiana James? No, it it was the best thing that Dana Brooke ever did in her career when she was doing statistics for Titus Worldwide. True, that, that I was, agree with. That was her best work. Period. There were like two segments with Reggie that were sort of sweet. Well, I agree with you, but let's get back huh? to the women's uh, right. world championship <laughs> matchup. <laughs> I'm only doing this for you, Jeff, because it's late for you, man. I can go on and on, but come on. Well, also, Demetrius says in the chat, Grayson Waller has charisma, but he overdoes it. He hasn't done enough for me yet. Obviously, he hasn't done enough. Yeah, and he does overdo it. He overdoes that Aussiness, if that makes any sense sometimes. I hate him. Why not your shirt, you jerk? <laughs> but he's a, he's got something, and I think he's got potential. He's just too small. That's another problem. Skinny. He's got bad hair. His eyes are too close together. He looks like a Nazi. <laughs> You know what I was going to say he looks like? You know when you've had a rough night, like you've been out clubbing for fucking like a whole 24 hours pretty much? No, I don't. Well, I'm sure back in your day you might have done it here and there, I'm sure. Never? Of course not. He's lying, folks. But anyway, he reminds me of one of those guys. He came out of the club at like 8 in the morning or some shit. He's totally a night at the Roxbury guy. He's definitely one of the bros. Like <laughs> yeah. He'd be like, hey, mate, what's going on? Hey, come here, mate. <laughs> Never scores at the club, but it but goes every single week. It's in the same uh, place every week. I think yeah, he scored What do you think few... about that one? 100%. What do you think about that one? Yeah. <laughs> Babe, yeah. Is she looking at me? Yeah, she's looking at me. She's not looking at me. <laughs> come on, mate. She's looking at me. Come on. Because that's yeah, how he talks. He's, he's too... He's, he's definitely that dude. Yeah, absolutely. Too Aussie. <laughs> he, 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 like he could have been on the jersey shore and he would have fit in just. Fine. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But he's just, definitely, uh, he's definitely a fist pump guy. <laughs> he's definitely a fist pump guy, and he's not even a wog. When I say wog, an ethnic Aussie, because they're the ones known as your fist pump guys. But you're right, he's a wannabe wog, not that. That's so, Grayson Waller. It is great. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's move on. But as we we're saying, Jamie Hader wins the interim AEW Women's World Championship by pinfall with the Hader raid. But I just want to touch on, we did sort of touch on it earlier, but I want to say it now. One too many near falls. It should have been done when Britt Baker done the, the girl stomp, I'll call it. Mm-hmm. Outside of the ring and threw it back into the ring. And where uh, Hayda done her finishes there and then fucking right. Storm still kicked out. That was the ending. That should have been right. done and dusted right then and there. But no, we had another five near falls after that. And that was five... Too many, Jeff. Like, what is the point of having the outside interference assistance and it doesn't work 
and and there's no turn between Britt and Jamie Hayter. And if there was supposed to be one, it should have been tonight. Like Jamie should have said, "No, Britt, I told you I want to do it on my own." And she should have popped her. And then when the crowd cheered for her, then it makes sense because now Jamie Hayter's instantly a face. The crowd wants her to be anyway; they love her, and nobody cares about Tony. So let her turn heel and and let the crowd boo her because they want to boo her because she gets no reaction now so she can be booed i mean they could have done a, it was a perfect opportunity for a double turn you're exactly right the outside interference was nothing and because there was so little outside interference in this match no shen- so little shenanigans um this this it, it was just weird and it was just you know like again a show that goes for four hours and 40 minutes if you can cut four or five minutes off of things, cut four or five minutes off of things and make it more impactful. I mean, your ending is actually better. Thanks. And but, Yeah, well, yeah, it should have been. Come on, everyone will say that. I, I'm sure it just felt like that's where it should have ended, but it is what it is. It's AEW. They love dragging shit on. Mm-hmm. And they're the kings of fucking knee falls and knee falls and just have another 20 knee falls. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, let's move on from that matchup because sure. we have our tag team championship match next, which is between Swerve in our glory holes in Limitless Keith Lee and Shane Swerve Strickland versus the acclaimed in Anthony Bowens and Max Caster, and it is for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. I didn't like this match, Jeff. Uh it wasn't very good. Um. Yeah, it, it wasn't very good, but it had sort of the ending everyone expected, which was, you know, uh, yeah, it was basically the same thing as the Fenix pack story, except Keith Lee declined to cheat with the, what was that, pliers? Yeah, it was the pliers they was using to uh, injure the fingers. And, yes. and then Swerve slapped Keith Lee, and Keith Lee basically just walked out of the ring on him, left him alone, and then it was Swerve against the like Acclaim. He had a yeah, like a started crying and she yeah. was walking off. Come on. You know, Bowens was selling that his shoulder was really hurt and and they having trouble getting the double team move on, which was weird. Um, but too much of this. Yeah, I mean, for the the third match in a trilogy, I mean, unfortunately, these guys had such a great match together in um, uh, Queens at Flushing at the at Grand they Slam. Did. Sort of hard to live up to that again. Um, but it was fine. I mean, again, this is a match that could have or should have been shorter. But, I mean, it wasn't bad. It's just like I ran out of gas sometime yeah. around the women's match. Like, And everyone knows I'm not that big a fan of women's wrestling to begin with. And it was late. And I, I don't – so – I, I, you know, I, I was just out of energy. I didn't have the energy to pay attention. I didn't have the energy to get excited. I mean – and that shouldn't happen at the end of the show. And like, I wasn't too active on Twitter during it, but but I, I you know, I saw like Brian Alvarez say, the crowd is starting to get tired, and 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 he said it either around the women's match or the match right before him. And yeah, right. people get tired. It's 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 too much. And, and I'm and I'm sure people who are listening to the show are tired of hearing us say it and everyone else say it. But Tony, it's too much. It's true. It's too you, much, TK. Too much coke, too, bro. Yeah, the matches are too long. Your endings are overbooked, and you have too much like self indulgence on there and indulgent matches. Like we didn't need that thing with Ishii set up for Jericho. That could wait a week, and if Ishii couldn't come in a week, 
you have 42,000 former Ring of Honor champions on your roster. It's true. That's true also. You're right. Spot on and well said, man. And I'm with you. I couldn't have put it better than myself. But um, let's actually get to the main event, Jeff. Let's do you a favor. Let's get you sort of rolling. But it is... So proud of you, son. <laughs> God. It is your AEW World Championship matchup between John Moxley, your champion, versus Maxwell Jacob Freeman. Now, I mean, we had... This match was great. It was brilliant. I mean, everyone was behind MJF. Everyone was booing Moxley out of the building, bro. And Regal. And Regal. They, it, was, it, was, it was something to see, dude. I mean, I was like, what the hell, man? Like, I actually felt bad for Moxie. Not so much for, for Regal. It was just but, weird. Uh, I didn't feel it, it was weird. It was weird. It, it was. And you know what? At one point, it felt like Moxie was kind of shifting into a more heelish type of working, like in the ring. But he's but, always works sort of this heelish right now you're right i mean because he cheats you know what i mean like when i say cheat he he pulls out all the stomps you know what i mean like it's not like newark and long island are that close to each other or even culturally you know you know friendly you know probably if you're in iowa or australia whatever you think that now what's the difference long island newark and and you're, you're right but there, it makes a big difference. Like, no one in Long Island is like, ooh, Newark, there, there are people. No one in Newark is like, well, I don't know, that's our people. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, that, 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 that ain't it, dog. But this is just so weird. I mean, Moxley has carried this fucking company for a year. Like, what what hasn't the guy done? And he's done, like, GCW shows and Bloodsport. And, you know, he, he's, he's gone to shows with his, like, 132 people while he's AEW champion and you know I don't know and then you know he's cried uh, you know with matches with Tanahashi just like Kingston did you know with, with I mean at least I've heard of Tanahashi for God's sake uh, Akiyama you meaning right <laughs> I don't I don't care Japanese Dude, Mr. Akiyama, Clean, damn I, don't it. Care. I don't care about Japanese Mr. Clean if, that, um, and if you tell me that guy wasn't Baron Von Rashke and call me a liar that was fucking Baron Von Rashke that's who that was Oh, wow. song. <laughs> oh no yeah Is it, was there anything else you had to say there jeff i think that well since it's the main event let me just go through the match and then we'll take it home but moxie gets a huge right hand out of the gates freeman fires off a weak slap in return and john drops him with the right hand chops in the corner grinding max's face across the top rope more chops pulling his hair in the turnbuckles Side headlock, shot off, duck a lariat, drop down, and MJF shuts over him and spanks himself on the ass, Jeff. What was that about there, man? <laughs> I don't know. I am, I'm only expert on penis for the PWC. <laughs> I don't know about ass. <laughs> well, well, after that, we get a low bridge. You need Chris Ams for the ass. Ah, true. The bush in the morning guy you're talking about? That's the one. <laughs> Jeez, I, I sent an SOS to him today, and uh, I still don't hear from him. Go fuck yourself. He's pretty much telling me to go fuck myself without saying a word. He's like, I'm sick oh. of your penis talk. He's like, I'm not down with the penis. Well, screw you then, Chris. Yeah. You will be down with the penis sooner or later. Get anyway. on board with the cock. 
<laughs> exactly. Get on board with the cock for nine ninety nine. The cock express. Jesus Christ. All Anyways, Alex and this. Jesus, man. Let's get this. Enough of the dicks. How about we go back to the match because MJF. <laughs> MJF ends up spitting something in Moxie's face as Moxie throws him into the steel steps. Back inside, forearms in the corner, a Irish whip across. Max explodes out with a lariat and both men are down and out. Jabs and a huge left from Friedman when he gets to his feet. Smashing the champion's face into the turnbuckles over and over. Then we get a front kick, underhook. MJF then fights out and uh, Judo throws him into the turnbuckles for two. Max goes to the floor and clears the timekeeper's table. Dragging it over and putting it next to the ring on the ramp. And then back inside, Mox cuts him off with an ace crusher and grabs his hands to kick his head in. Stomps on stomps on stomps to the apron. Moxie with a gosh grip, but MJF slips out, double thrust to the throat. Gets him up, tombstone pole drive on the apron, but Max then gives out and he's screaming in agony as he's slow to cover. Not enough though. Back to the apron. Freeman knees give out and Max, uh, then Mox takes advantage. Uh, MJF barely beats the count and comes back inside with the paradigm shift. So close though as Moxie hammers the bad leg with kicks, puts a figure four leg lock on. Max kicking out on pins of the pins, grabbing a rims, grabbing Rimsberg by the lapels in the in his agony, screaming bloody murder, trying to roll over and reverse the pressure. Slapping, slapping himself into the face, he rolls over and reverses the pressure. But Moxie's right in the ropes and gets the break. Um, basically, towards the end though, Freeman pulls the dynamite the diamond ring out of his trunks and stares at it as William Regal storms down the ramp, furious. He See, tells I thought, MJF... I thought the diamond ring was going to be his knee pad, which is why his, he was like doing the knee injury when he did the pile driver on the apron. Like, right, that would have right. made sense. Well, that's not what happened because he tells MJF to put the ring down and Max throws it out of the ring and flips him off as John... Comes from behind with a sleeper hold. Freeman then steps up the turn onto the turnbuckles into a pin. And referee Paul Turner is here to count. Still no three. They tumble back into the turn into the into Turner, which I'm talking about the referee, and knock him out right now as Rimsberg is recovering as Mox gets the bulldog choke and MJF taps out, but Bryce isn't up all the way, so he doesn't see it. Regal then tells John to wake up to wake him up. And slips Max a set of nuts as MJF drops him with a right hand and hides the nuts, crawling over for the one, two, three, and your new AEW World Champion. It is Sir Maxwell Jacob Freeman, MJF. Very exciting. This, this is what a lot of people call, this is what we call right down to the diamond ring not non-usage, but the brass knucks being slipped to MJF. Um, we the did, question and was we were the first. The fit in. We couldn't figure out where the firm fit in, and it turns out they didn't. So good, um, good ending. Crowd went crazy. I, you know, I can't really see MJF as a as a. Fate. It was a dusty finish, yeah, Jeff. It was, um, like it was a predictable swerve, which is not really the worst thing. You sort of giving the people what they want and expect. I, I have a feeling Tony thought that people would be surprised, but nobody was. Um, oh, come on surprised if he felt that way he's an idiot yeah well <laughs> there you have there you have it yep <laughs> i agree um you knocked him well, out with these jeff he just went boom 
I mean, it's going to be Johnny. weird that people are going to be cheering this heel, and he's going to have to be, you know, more and more heelish. Be interesting to see how him and Regal interplay. Uh, I assume Moxley's going to take some time off, but that would be strange because there's got, got to be some story with Regal and Moxley confronting him. And you know, I told you I was the devil, and you know, where do where do Brian and Young Wheeler fit into this? And uh, Claudio, I mean, you know. Uh, how do they fit in at all? Do they? Probably not. Uh, they all go their own way. I, I don't know. Whatever. I guess we'll. I guess we'll see. You know what? It's a cliffhanger. I'm not particularly intrigued in most of these things, but they're cliffhangers, and that that's wrestling 101. So well done. Absolutely well done. And uh, look, I think it's the right time now for Moxie to shoot off for six weeks, because one, he needs to reevaluate what's going on with the BCCs, uh, whatever you want to call them. And second of all, I think it would be good for him to disappear a little bit after that sort of heat Moxie was getting. Because that was go-away heat, it felt like, dude. Yeah. It really felt like go-away heat. And I think just him going away for a little bit, literally. Telegraph Wednesday night when he got the... He clearly didn't care and he didn't even know what day the show was on. I mean, but I mean, the weird True. thing is for him to go on vacation and his wife just signed with him like she goes on vacation... I mean, you know, in, in this cost-cutting measure where in the last seven or eight weeks, Tony Khan signed Renee Paquette, Soraya, A.R. Fox, Bandito. Uh, Rush. Who? Rush. Rush Takeshita. Takeshka, um, yes. Right. So, yeah, I, I'm sure there's others that I'm forgetting about. But Yokozuna. <laughs> Yokozuna. Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> yeah, all the dead guys. I mean, he signed them all. Yeah, signed them all. Uh, Jeff Jarrett. I mean, oh yeah, Jeff you know, it's not like he's it's not like he's adding people that, that Sanjay are Dutt. Yeah, the well, that's been a while, but I mean, the elite are back on payroll. I mean, I'm assuming their suspension was without pay. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. No, actually, mean. apparently it was with pay. Okay, so great so suspension I, that one. So I don't know how he's cu cutting costs by adding people and bringing in Japanese people that nobody wants to see. <laughs> you're not wrong uh, you're right but uh, you know what Jeff before we go give me your final thoughts on the poll pay-per-view as a whole what would you rate it out of 10 as we go home it's better than I thought but I don't think it was a spectacular show I got 11 out of 13 right which means it was too predictable um, no surprises no you know no new faces because there aren't any uh, at least none that, that anybody would get excited about. I mean, that's just the sad truth. Um, I would say it was pretty good. Um, like on a scale of 1 to 10, I know this corresponds to a lower letter grade, but I'll go like 7 and a quarter, 7 and a half, something like that. Yeah, that's about right. I'll go about an 8. I, I enjoyed it. I actually did enjoy it. It was better than I was expecting it to be. And uh, hey, look. Baron Von Rashford. I love I love Von Rashke. He's one of my favorites. But um, not really. Yeah, the good old claw. Exactly. I mean, imagine doing that gimmick now. That Nazi gimmick. Like, right now. Could he get away with that? I doubt it. But No, Imperium is about the closest. It's very close, I think. It's because there's been certain things they've done in NXT especially that will make you question things, sort of. But uh, yeah, they are the closest thing. And I love it. I mean, it's pro wrestling, man. We go with society, and you know that's how it should be done. It always, 
Wrestling used but, to be edgy. It used to it used to be on the edgy side of television. Now it's on the tame side. It's sad. It is. It's sad. And let's hope we get a bit edgier as we go on. But yeah, I'll give it an eight out of ten for sure. In saying that, though, Jeff, tell them where they can find you, my man. Unless there's something else you want to say before you tell them where they can find you. Icarus Fell MD. I, I welcome followers. I'll interact. I enjoy it. It's fine. I, I once Elon took over. I lost three hundred seventy-five thousand followers. So I, <laughs> I, I, I need to get back to my half a million. Um, you can find me uh, on the PWC with Jimmy T quite a bit, uh, as well as shows on the Hami Media Group and like this one on Channel Latitude. Um, my uh, other wrestling podcast is Hammerlock Hangover with Steve Pena. So that's my non-Jimmy T uh, joint. And my non-wrestling podcasts are Garden of Doom and Garden Views on the Hami Media Group and the PwC. And Garden of Doom is it's a journey of questions that I want answered things that I don't know about. And Garden Views is the same thing, except Garden Views is like more like legal and real life and topical things like cannabis law and what are the laws of space going to be. Whereas Garden of Doom is more like, you know, where's the first vampire from what's what what's up with astrology what do witches believe um what what what's what's a proto-europe indo-european where did languages begin um you know things that go bump in the night ufos stuff like that so if you like ancient aliens you like the gaia channel you like uh the you know bigfoot and you know with the graham hancock uh, ancient apocalypse series or skinwalker ranch garden is a show for you absolutely the show for you and for everybody in saying that though if you want to follow me you can on twitter at dj mass effects and at the pwc network please like and subscribe right here at channelattitude.com with five bucks you get us talking aw and also please like and subscribe at the pwc network.popping.com where you can find all our shows including this one and hummingmedigroup.popping.com where you can find all our affiliate shows including jeff's um in saying that though jeff Let's take it home. I'm Jimmy T. He's the Bloodshot Evil Dose, Jeff Lippman, and you've been listening and watching the HMG PWC Full Gear Post Game Show right here on ChannelAttitude.com. And we're out of here. See you. Sub-Zero Stay evil, my friends.
By my side, I'ma keep my brothers. Live or die, man, we need each other. Uh. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, Infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! The PWC Network, what the world is watching 
and listening to 